Hey everybody, Jimmy Smith on today's Unlocking the Cage podcast. The UFC releases Luis Pena because of his domestic violence arrest. What does it mean, if anything, for John Jones? I also analyze whether the sport itself has an issue with domestic violence that needs to be solved. We have some serious stuff to talk about today. Uh, the UFC has cut Luis Pena. So, uh, what what caused the cut is the details on the arrest. We drove by it a little bit yesterday. Um, but after the cut, of course, here's essentially what has come out. I'm looking at MMAfighting.com. They have a full article about it. What happened was UFC lightweight Luis Pena is accused of striking two women, including his partner, and injuring them during a dispute that led to his second arrest this year. Now, this is the disturbing part that pretty much led to the cut. Pena, 28, allegedly struck his partner of over one year. This is a quote from the police report. Multiple times with a closed fist and continued striking her on the ground, leaving minor abrasions on the top of her left hand, left wrist, and alleged bite mark to her left knee region during the dispute in Deerfield Beach, Florida, according to a probable cause affidavit obtained by MMA Fighting. So essentially the police report. A second woman allegedly witnessed the assault, attempted to intervene, at which point Pena struck her with a closed fist, knocking her to the ground. The blow caused a purple contusion and laceration in the second woman's right elbow as she landed on the ground, presumably. Uh, the police took a statement. That was a cause to arrest. He was booked this past Saturday into Broward County Jail on suspicion of misdemeanor charges of battery and domestic violence. As of Tuesday afternoon, a search of the fighter... Uh, on the jail database, returned no results, indicating he posts the $6,000 bond under which he was held. Not the first time he's been in trouble. Uh, he was arrested in June in charge of robbery, battery, and criminal mischief for allegedly assaulting his partner. I, I believe it's the same one. It's been over a year. Uh, he was also issued a no-contact order, or a restraining order, as we would say, uh, whose name MMA Fighting is withholding. So two days after the assault in June, remember this, he tweeted he was going through some serious mental health issues and would get help. The UFC said it was aware the fighter was dealing with substance and mental health abuse issues and wouldn't book him a fight. The promotion declined comment on his most recent arrest. All right, so that was up until the press conference for Dana White's contenders. So that's why he was arrested. Those are the details of the arrest. Okay. He hit two women, including his partner. He hit the partner, and he hit a woman who was trying to intervene. So, the next step here is the UFC released a statement after his arrest. All right, so the UFC is aware of the disturbing allegations concerning the recent arrest of Luis Pena. Mr. Pena has been open about his struggles with mental health and substance abuse issues, and the organization has on multiple prior occasions attempted to help him get professional treatment. At this time, UFC believes Mr. Pena needs to deal with the health and legal issues in front of him, and consequently has informed Mr. Pena's management that his promotional agreement has been terminated. Terminated. He has been cut from the UFC. Based on these arrests. Remember, he has not been tried and convicted. He is currently, apparently, out on bail. He has not been tried. He has not been convicted. There's where we get into the rub here. So, this is from Dana White's Contender Series, which was, of course, last night. 
This is from the post-fight interview on Pena's release, on why they released Pena. Check it out. I mean, this, 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 this was a bad case. And we knew that he had problems before um, that we were trying to help him with. And, uh, yeah, this, this is a pretty nasty one. I don't know if you guys read the police report, but, yeah, this one had to happen. Okay. Understandable. I get what's going on here. The obvious, and I appreciate, uh, it was John Morgan who asked this. I appreciate follow-up questions. If you haven't listened to a lot of this show, uh, dealing with you know issues and controversy and all this stuff, um, I appreciate a good follow-up question. I hate it when there's some controversy and no one follows up with an obvious question. John Morgan did follow up. Uh, and this is what he had to ask the obvious question that's on everyone's mind about everyone's favorite light heavyweight turned heavyweight. Hit it. Could something like that happen to John Jones as well? I mean, he was obviously details a little bit differently. I don't know that we know everything yet, but I mean, is that a possibility if, the, if it turns out the details are as bad? Something like that could happen to anybody. Yeah, could happen to anybody. Here's the question. Is John Jones at risk of an actual release at this point? Because the, the, the thing here is consistency. The thing here is a consistent sense of justice to some degree. And the UFC doing what they're doing with Luis Pena may be the right answer with the wrong process. I, I, I know that's, that can be a little confusing. I used to teach math. And you all remember. Kevin, do you remember Show Your Work? Do you remember that? Show your work on the test. Show your work on your homework. Yeah, I got to write it out. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Everybody remembers that. And kids, I taught seventh grade, they always go, why? And I always say, you can get the right answer the wrong way. Or you can get the right answer or the wrong answer using the right process, and you somehow screwed up the process. And I want to know your process is good. And I also told them, I'll give you partial credit. If you're doing the process correctly, and you forgot to carry the two and you get the wrong number, I can give you some credit and go, your process is good. You just made a little ver- a little mistake. And you just put down your answer and you get the wrong answer. I don't know how you got there. And so I can't help you as well. That's essentially why you do that when I was a math teacher. So that's what this is. Is cutting Luis Pena the right answer? Almost universally, yes. What is the process? Because if your process isn't consistent, you can bungle onto the right answer. You can you know, Sometimes you do the right thing. Sometimes you don't do the right thing. But if the process is consistent, not only will you get the right answer more often, at least people know what's coming. So, Jimmy, what do you mean? What I mean is this is Dana White talking about John Jones and the end of September, this is from September 29th when this whole John Jones arrest broke, and the obvious question of what are you going to do about it? Once again, Dana White's contender series, post-fight press conference, a similar situation separated by a couple of weeks. This was his answer about John Jones. We'll do what we always do. Um, you, you know, we're very consistent in that we watch and see how this thing plays out legally and what happens, and, and, uh, and then we'll make a decision from there. That's the process. For John Jones. For Luis Pena, it's your cut right after your arrest. There's a police report for John Jones indicating domestic violence, indicating a battery situation, indicating he hit his partner. 
Similar thing for Luis Pena. He hit his partner and someone else. Cut. Cut before trial. Cut before, quote, the legal process had worked out. Was that right? Sure. But it's inconsistent. Why didn't you cut John Jones for the exact same thing? Oh, this one was bad. What's bad by your definition? That we don't know if he hit her with a closed fist? That there wasn't another woman who tried to intervene and got her ass knocked out too? Is that not bad enough? You you see what I'm saying here, folks. I'm not saying he shouldn't have cut Luis Pena. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying how do you cut Luis Pena and not John Jones? The only answer is he makes us a lot of money and Luis Pena doesn't. John Jones will make Bellator, PFL, Rise, wherever he goes, should we cut him, a lot of money. Luis Pena is not going to have value for at least a year. At least. And what I mean by that is if he does his time or whatever it is and gets help and therapy and da-da-da-da-da and comes back and goes, I'm a new man, he might have some value to somebody. UFC could re-sign him, okay? John Jones has value right now. That's the only difference. Have they set a precedent now where it's going to be damn hard to not cut John Jones? If it comes out that he hit his wife with a closed fist or smacked her around, whatever they like, like what that's, that's what I'm curious about. Uh, apparently the women involved, especially the stranger who tried to help out aren't motivated sugarcoating it. Number one, apparently this happened on a public street. Apparently this happened on a public street. Apparently, there were two victims. Only one is his partner. The difficulty is, uh, if you follow these kinds of cases, partners are generally reluctant to, to, to detail what happened to them. A stranger said, he was beating a woman, I intervened, he beat me. So it's just more detailed. John Jones's incident happened in a hotel room. She was clearly afraid to go back to the hotel room. So we're everything's secondhand. It's got to be what she says. I guarantee you, because she refused to tell the cops that he actually hit her, which he clearly did, that we're not going to get the icky details. Is that the difference? That we're just not getting as detailed a picture of what happened with John Jones? Is that it? So what, what's your definition here? Oh, this one's bad. Uh, hitting a woman is bad. It's just bad. It's terrible. And the way I have said it and the, the line I have drawn that, that is my personal line, everything John Jones did before hitting his fiance, if KOB had done all those things, I'd go, oh, you're an idiot and you should probably stop drinking, but I wouldn't stop working with the guy. If KOB hit his fiance, I don't work with KOB anymore. He's off my show. Anybody is. Dre, anybody. You commit domestic violence, I'm, I'm not looking at you in Zoom and we're okay. I'm not talking to you like we're friends and we get along. and we're, I, I don't do that with people who hit women. I don't. That, that's, there's a big line in my head between, yeah, I wrap my car around a pool or I got a DUI. I go, hey, Dre, you got to quit drinking, man. Like, you know, you got to straighten your ass out. But I'd work with Dre. Right? Dre, man, you need some help, man. You know, like I know some people. What? Dre goes, yeah, I got arrested for smacking around my wife. I, I don't want to see you tomorrow, Dre. Find a different show, man. Not looking at you on Zoom and pretending I don't want to beat your ass through the ground. 
right? So there's a moral line for me and hopefully for a lot of people that domestic violence crosses. Like, I'm not friends with somebody. I'm not a coworker with somebody who does this. So is it well, – well, we have more details about Louise Payne. They did the same thing, right? They, they, they beat up their fiancé, wife, whatever, you know, in, in, in John Jones' case, fiancé, in this case, I guess a girlfriend. Okay. Am I insane? And God, I want your opinions on this. 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. Is it the closed fist? We don't know if he hit it with a closed fist. What makes Luis Pena's case that much worse? And if it's not that much worse, has the UFC created a precedent where they're going to have to do something? Have they let that go by at this point? The fact that they haven't done anything up to this point indicates they're not going to do anything until this goes to trial, if it does, which I'm, I find hard to believe, to be honest with you, um, simply because I don't believe his fiance is going to cooperate. So is that it? Is that it, that, that, that they've already let this window where they could have been outraged go by? If so, why take this step with Luis Pena? When you could essentially just not give him a fight for a long time, call it a suspension or whatever you want, and skate by this issue, which would be morally worse, but consistent. I, it's a tough one, people. It's a tough When I'm sitting here, having covered this sport for I don't know, a decade or so, having been in it for 20 years, and I can't tell you what the UFC is going to do in any given case involving this kind of stuff, Conor McGregor throws a dolly to the bus, doesn't have one single consequence from the UFC. Not one. John Jones's multiple arrests and problems. He got suspended by USADA, keep that in mind, for drug tests. But when it comes to all this other stuff, they've been hands-off. And as Dana White says, hey, we're consistent. Well, not anymore, apparently, because this guy's expendable. Luis Pena, for a variety of reasons, is much more expendable than John Jones. So my question to you, does this raise the specter of John Jones being released, assuming more details come out? If the police report says, or she testifies that, John Jones backhanded me in the mouth in front of my kids. Is the devil in the details, or are they not going to cut him unless the police do it for them? The justice system does it for them. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. We are talking about domestic violence in mixed martial arts. Why? Luis Pena cut from the UFC after assaulting his girlfriend on the street and then assaulting a woman who tried to intervene and protect and, and prevent his assault on his girlfriend. Double whammy. Apparently, according to police report, hit them both with a closed fist. Bang, bang. Now he is cut. From the UFC. John Jones smacked around his fiancée, apparently. We don't know the exact details because she did not admit to the police that he hit her. But she was too afraid to go back to her room. 
with her children, who then asked security, and I believe it was Caesar's Palace, to call the police. Police showed up, saw that her face had been damaged, arrested John Jones, who promptly, in a rational way, smashed his face into the hood of a cop car. So, Luis Pena has been cut for domestic violence. John Jones has not been cut for domestic violence. And also, Hall of Famer Chuck Liddell, recently arrested for domestic violence, claimed that he was the victim of domestic violence, but I guess got arrested anyway, according to his statement, volunteered to be arrested, which you can't do if you haven't committed a crime, so it's a little weird. We're all kind of wondering how that's going to go. But this is clearly an issue that dogs miss mixed martial arts. HBO Real Sports, if you recall, did a segment on War Machine and Christy Mack. Uh, the MMA community did not take it well. Um, the HBO Sports in 2015 reported the national rate of domestic violence incidents involving MMA fighters is double that of the general population. Now, that was from the documentary piece they did. I want to make sure I'm quoting the right thing. That was from the Real Sports piece. Correct. Good. All right. So, oh, my God. I remember I was there in Bellator when this whole war machine thing broke. I was in Bellator. I know Christy Mack a little bit. I don't know her that well. But we had had some conversations um, before and after this whole thing happened. And Bellator, in a sense, had just gone through a management change. They had gotten rid of Bjorn Rebney. They brought in Scott Coker. A lot of transitions going on there. And Scott Coker didn't sign War Machine. Bjorn Rebney did that. So it was very easy for him to cut ties with uh, War Machine. Didn't sign him. Not my guy. I don't care. You're out of here. And he was on the run from what ended up being a life sentence in prison. So Bellator immediately cut War Machine, but you have to ask yourself, at the end of the day, what difference did it make? He's in jail for life. So it was symbolic more than anything. But they at least did it. Why do we keep dealing with this? Why does my sport keep having to deal with this over and over? Now, as one of our callers pointed out, it's happened significantly in the NFL too. Yes, it has. So, uh, I'll throw out some theories here. Does it have something to do with CTE and brain damage and all that stuff? Possibly. Um, in my personal experience, which is limited, because I don't like people who commit domestic violence and I don't spend time with them. Um, like, War Machine is an unhinged piece of crap. He is. He was, was when I first met him. He's unhinged now. He's unhinged in prison. I don't believe what he went through in MMA had anything to do with it. He got cut from the UFC for threatening the matchmaker. I don't remember who it was at the time. But this is a guy who just has a tendency toward hair trigger violence, and that's it. I don't believe it had anything to do with the history of MMA. I don't believe the knockouts he took, anything like that. Number one, because he hadn't taken a lot of knockouts. He tended to get submitted anyway. Um... So there are a lot of cases where that, that just doesn't hold water. We don't know about CTE. We can't definitely find it in somebody until they're dead, so we can't really tell anyway. But 
could it be just the repeated head trauma that NFL players and mixed martial artists tend to get caught doing this all the time? Possibly, but once again, we can't tell. And it seems to run across the board in terms of it isn't just the fighters who have been through the most head trauma that do this. Is it part of the culture of athletics in general and combat sports to a more extreme degree? And remember, boxing's not off the hook here. If you saw the Four Kings documentary, the documentary series that, that we saw, um, it talked about the domestic violence of Sugar Ray Leonard beating up his wife. Okay, it talked about that. Uh, as I often bring up as an example, Carlos Monzon strangled his girlfriend and died on furlough from prison in a car accident. Greatest middleweight of all time. Uh, there's a lot of domestic violence in boxing as well. When Dana White says, which he has all the time, every time something like this comes out, he has this stock attitude of, boy, you should see all the other stuff I deal with with these maniacs. Ha, ha, ha. And to me, that's indicative of the general attitude that you can't expect better from fighters. That, of course, we're going to get into trouble. Of course, we're going to get in fights on the street. Of course, we're going to beat up our wife slash girlfriend slash whatever. And I think that 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 subtle or not so subtle tolerance of this kind of behavior, I think, is part of the problem. That almost no one expects better. People generally rise to the level of expectation that they receive. And I do believe that, well, I got, you know, 600 maniacs are always getting in trouble and doing it. like, well, you know... It doesn't shouldn't let fighters off the hook that they're fighters for a living. We shouldn't accept and expect this kind of behavior from a combat sports athlete just because. It tends to be a very misogynist culture. It tends to be that kind of, you know, wink and a nudge to bad behavior kind of locker room environment. That does tend to happen a lot. Trust me, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. So this is, uh, and by the way, it's from the same uh, Contender Series press conference where the, the, he was asked about John Jones and his arrest, 929, it's from September 29th. This is Dana White making that statement about the roster in general. I got 650 guys that are, you know, there's shit that goes on here every day. Um, it's the fight business, man. Every day we got stuff going on, stuff that you don't know about that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, you know, you guys just hear about the shit that ends up in the media. So it's what we do. We'll see how this thing plays out legally with him, and we'll go for there. But you get what I'm saying? He smacked his girlfriend, smacked his fiance, or domestic violence. Yeah, well, you should hear about this other stuff. It's what we do. Well, shouldn't you do something about it then? And one of the reasons we have a problem in MMA is at a law firm, you don't keep your job. I used to be a teacher. If you're accused of domestic violence, you don't keep your job. You're right. You're fired. You're done. I could not get caught 
smacking around my wife, my girlfriend, whatever, and SiriusXM would keep me on air. They'd go, you're out of here. You can't do that. So, but that idea of John Jones smacked around his fiance, apparently, according to the evidence we are now seeing, right? Hasn't gone to trial yet. And Dana White's response is, this shit happens all the time. His response is, you should see what doesn't make the media. This is what we do. This is assumed to be normal. That's what I mean about the permissive attitude in MMA that it's, you know, like part of our culture. Like, of course they do that. As a guy who never did that, I find it really insulting. I don't like being lumped in with that stuff at all. But you see what Dana's response was. Was, hey, I deal with this all the time. Like, hey, it's par for the course in MMA. Brendan in Vancouver, what is up, my man? You got some thoughts? You're on Unlocking the Cage. Yeah, just the first thing, I would love to be Dana White's wife when I hear that whole press conference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to bring up pro wrestling here because those instances get brought up more often. Jerry Lawler, you got Kevin Nash. These guys have all been arrested for domestic abuse. WWE has already gets suspended almost immediately. The allegations even come out. Like you can tell the difference when it comes. I'm gonna I hate saying this term, the sports entertainment than the actual real sports world, combat sports world. Right? How different it becomes. And, and this is true. And and uh, speaking from both sides of it, I work for the WWE on Mondays. I work in MMA the rest of the week. Vince McMahon is very, very conscious of how his business is perceived by the general public. Very conscious. And his attitude is we'd rather cut this person and deal with it later. You know, like it's the opposite attitude of the UFC, which says, well, we'll see how the legal process plays out and then do something. In in WWE, they'd rather cut you or suspend you or get you off television immediately, and then if it turns out in the trial that nothing happened, fine, then you can come back. They have a different attitude because Vince McMahon is very concerned with how his business is viewed by the general public. Dana White, much less so. Much less so. Vince McMahon is always reaching out to the casual fans in his own, in the way he sees his business. And he talks about this all the time. Dana White is more like, look, you donks are going to watch it anyway. He's, he's much more, I have this hardcore base that's going to watch the pay-per-views, so eh, I don't care about as much about John Q. Public. Does he care? Yeah. He doesn't care as much as Vince. And once again, I've been around both guys, and I have a little perspective on this one. Vince would go, this guy's a headache. Boom, you're gone. If it turns out your wife hit you and that comes out in court, okay, maybe you can come back. But it's immediately, this is cancerous, this is a PR nightmare, gone. Dana White knows, and by the way, their contracts are slightly different too. That, that could be a big part of it. But Dana White is much more likely to, to hold on to somebody toxic and, and deal with the consequences later. Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Michael Russo. The associate producer is Kelly Murphy. Sound design by Nuri Balin. 
Andy King is director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.